0: I'm Greg Sowell, and welcome to the Fantasy Restaurant. This is my warm-up exercise where I ask everyone's favorite drink, appetizer, main side, and dessert. Usually it's a little wacky. These are usually a patron-only exclusive that you can find at patreon.com forward slash pod. For as little as a dollar a month, you can support the podcast and get access to these. Enjoy this double feature with Quinn Dunkey of Bondy Hacks and Michael Cthulhu. Hello and welcome to Quinn Dunkey's Fantasy Restaurant. This one like all of them was a lot of fun and this Canadian only came after me once which is nice. So enjoy this perfectly cooked steak with Quinn Dunkey. You are in the fantasy restaurant Quinn Uh, and this can consist of food that you've had at any point in your life from anywhere. You made it yourself, somebody else made it. You had it at a restaurant. This could be a fantasy like something you saw in Lord of the Rings. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Uh, something from your favorite Apple II uh, video game that you have always wanted to eat. So first off, I'm gonna ask you, what do you want to drink? Are you like a like a tea person? Are you just water? Are you sparkling water? Do you like bubbles in there? What are we what are we going for?
1: Uh, it's gotta be whiskey neat. <laughs> whiskey neat. Yeah, that's Easy, my poison. Peasy.
0: <laughs> well, like I'd like to tell people the fantasy restaurant, there's uh, there's no hangovers either, right? So perfect. It's <laughs> my kind of place. <laughs> whiskey neat. All right. So I am actually a big appetizer person. I don't know about yourself, mm-hmm, but sure. sky's the limit.
1: What are you, what are you going to go for? Ooh, that's a good question. Appetizers. Um, what is it? You know, that's tough. I guess, um, I'm really into tapas. So I think my fantasy restaurant's going to have a nice selection of tapas for, for apps.
0: I have legitimately never had tapas from what i understand it's like tiny food from spain right
1: yeah basically so typically like a crispy rice uh cracker kind of thing as a base and then on top there's going to be like maybe some salmon or uh, other fish or cucumber salad little things like that so just kind of light light and airy different kinds of things like that
0: and the idea is like a variety right so you get lots of
1: little stuff right yeah, it's sort of like the dim sum of Spain, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's sharing plates. I mean, it's it's you know in, eaten as an entree typically, but uh, makes for good apps as well.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm on board. Is there a particular restaurant you really like having tapas from?
1: Uh, I think the best place. There was a place uh, locally here. Uh, so I live in Los Angeles, and there was a place. There's a place down in Venice Beach that we used to go back when, you know, eating at a restaurant wasn't an extreme sport, and. Uh, <laughs> So that was probably my favorite for for that.
0: All right. I um I like to call that the long long ago, the before time. Yes. <laughs> if anybody can still remember what that was like. Yeah. Although I'm in Texas, so it's kind of like we never stopped eating at restaurants, so yeah. it's a little little different for us.
1: <laughs> okay. I hope you're not are you affected by all of the crazy weather and the loss of power and everything?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I was entirely uncertain whether i was going to have power for this call or not but one way or the other i was going to figure it out i uh I, during the week i uh i had uh, rigged up a bunch of like usb five volt battery booster packs um and then i had some you know i have some boost and buck converters over here so i rigged up some boost converters so i had my cable modem and my router going and then my laptop's got plenty of power and man it was it was going to have a the <laughs> other. <laughs>
1: i I appreciate the resourcefulness that's that's good
0: i get it done no excuses i'm talking to quinn this is going to happen we're gonna we're gonna be talking (laughs) about some food here all right so we've got a nice top of selection from venice beach Mm -hmm. now we're gonna move on to are you doing a salad you want some bread in there what are we what are we thinking about
1: hmm uh i could do like a bruschetta sure why not
0: nice nice i uh I'm always on the fence about bread. I'm always terrified that it's gonna fill me up mm-hmm. and I will still power through everything else. Yep. So I never quite know what to do there.
1: Yeah, I always enjoy it and then regret it because then I it doesn't prevent me from eating as much as I was going to eat. So then I've just eaten too much, but it doesn't <laughs> stop me.
0: Yeah, it doesn't stop me either. I'm, uh, I'm no quitter, I don't know about you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to your main course. What um, your favorite main course of all time from any place? What's it gonna be?
1: It's gonna be either. Got a couple of options here. There's, it's either gonna be like a really good steak, nothing fancy, just one really really good steak. Uh, I I'm from Alberta and uh, we we take our steak seriously there, as hmm? as you do in Texas, I'm sure, uh, from what <laughs> I've heard. And so that would be uh, probably first choice. Second choice might be there's uh, a restaurant uh, in West Hollywood called Bossa Nova that does a really uh, amazing beef stroganoff. So that might be a good uh, good second choice.
0: All right, so do you, do you tend to make your own steaks? I mean, obviously you can't do. go to restaurants right now. I was just curious.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I make my own steaks. So my current, I've gone through a bunch of different methods. My current favorite is uh, uh, America's Test Kitchen has a method for doing it in the oven which is fantastic. Uh, So you do it on a cast iron skillet and you heat the skillet by itself in the oven for 20 minutes under the 500 degree broiler. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you see that thing sitting in there under the broiler for 20 minutes. So that thing comes out of there just blazing hot. And then you drop the steak on it for like a minute and then you flip it for like a minute and then you put it back in the oven for two minutes and it's done. Mm. And it's perfect every so time. The, it's really the amazing. The
0: skillet gives you that like really good sear on the outside, right?
1: Exactly. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 foolproof. Like it really is. It, it's perfect every time. It does have a tendency to smoke up the kitchen a little <laughs> bit, uh, but uh, it's, yeah, it's worth it. It's perfect every time because I went through... Different barbecue methods and different ways of doing it, but I, it was always difficult to get it the same each time, like getting the consistency there. And uh, yeah, this oven method is just awesome. So,
0: what's the prep? Is it just like salt and pepper on the steak or nothing?
1: Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, you could do whatever you you know you like to do, but uh, I just do a, like an olive oil and a uh, for I, I do a little bit of a rub with something Canadian favorite called High's seasoning salt. Uh, it's kind of the like Lowrys of canada i guess it's a steakhouse that has their own you know in-house seasoning salt and uh, you can buy it in the stores i used to have to actually import it or i would uh, smuggle it down from canada <laughs> in my luggage Do you uh, anything to declare? but you can actually buy uh, it on... no no of yeah <laughs> nope no definitely not black market steak seasoning <laughs> um but you can buy it on amazon now so that's made my life a lot easier oh fantastic so you guys you
0: canadians are known for eating some odd foods right or having like, don't you guys have like ketchup flavored chips or something strange like that?
1: We're we're known for the weird uh, potato chip flavors. Yeah. So ketchup, dill pickle, uh, both of which are awesome. Uh, I also really like all dressed, which is where they literally just put all the flavor, salt, flavor, the, all the powders uh, on that's the chips. Baller. Uh, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty badass. Uh, so that's, that's a fave. Um, I think those are kind of the three main weird ones. There's a few other edge cases, but uh, those are the big ones. And uh, some of those flavors you can get here now, but they they dumb them down, I guess, because they're afraid Americans aren't gonna like them. So like Whole Foods sells dill pickle chips now, but they're so weak. Like it's <laughs> it's just embarrassing. Like the the dill pickle ones are the, like it's really strong. Like it's supposed to melt your face uh, off. I wasn't I wasn't
0: prepared to be it's... called out by a Canadian uh, at this early in the podcast, <laughs> yeah. but I, I guess I guess we're yeah. at that point. But you know what? I think you're right. Uh, they do water things down for the masses here, uh, in a lot yeah. of senses. We're not just talking about food here. They do it in a lot of places. So I'm I'm definitely a spicy person. Uh, or maybe flavors. Mm-hmm. I like a lot of like I think it's like I'm as I age, I'm losing my sense of smell. I think because I am eating things mm-hmm. that I uh, never anticipated eating. You know, and I enjoy vegetables yeah. and things like that, which is bizarre in and of itself. <laughs> but such is life. We have a we have this misconception, or maybe it's it's actually true that you guys put mayonnaise on everything. Is that true?
1: Uh, the Europeans do that. Uh, Canada, not so much. Um, I think we're pretty normal that way. We put ketchup on a lot of things that maybe other people don't. One of the things we're known for is ketchup on uh, mac and cheese, for example. Uh, and so, uh, specifically Kraft macaroni and cheese, which we call Kraft Dinner. Uh, but down here, I think it's because that's what, just how they branded it in right. Canada. So it was, and they've since rebranded it to be Hipper. So now it's called KD, <laughs> uh, like, like KFC used to be Kentucky Fried Chicken, now it's, so Kraft Dinner is now KD in Canada. Uh, but I think down here, it's still called Kraft macaroni and cheese, right? Gotcha. The stuff in the box. Anyway, so you make that and you put ketchup on it and it's like the ultimate white trash
0: food. <laughs> My hot take is stuff. that Melvita uh, is better than Kraft. I like, uh, one, I like all the preservatives, I think, in there. Mm, uh, yeah. And uh, I think it could be like negative 10 degrees and it'll still be viscous and liquidy in that packet. I'm not sure how yeah. that works, but it is just so creamy and delicious.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. My top uh, quarantine cooking tip, instead of milk when you make the mac and cheese and you mix it with the powder, instead of milk, use sour cream. Sour cream. It'll blow so you your mind. That down. Yeah, a little bit of butter maybe if it's too thick, but yeah, otherwise just sour cream and oh my gosh. so good. All right, well, we've got,
0: it sounds like we've got a toss-up between a good steak or beef stroganoff, which to <laughs> no. be honest, I've only ever eaten that out of like the packets where it's got the instant noodles and you put me, so I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure what it's really supposed to taste like. Is it like, <laughs> is it sort of the same thing, but with like a nice, rich, thick gravy in there?
1: Yeah. It's it's very, it's very umami kind of thing. Mm. Uh, it's British, I guess, uh, originally, but um, yeah, it's very kind of hearty and comforting sort of thing, I guess. Mm.
0: That's such a loaded thing for me. Uh, when people say comfort food, I think that's, um, mm, mm-hmm. you know, that's very uh, subjective. I think, you know, your yeah. comfort may be different Fair than enough, mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never quite know what that means. I think it usually means lots of fat in there, right? Like butters or- <laughs> Yeah,
1: I think so. I think it means, yeah, food that you eat when you're sad or something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah, bad for you is usually what it means. Excellent. All right,
0: well, let's talk about your sides. We, we went on this uh, diatribe about mac and cheese. Uh, is that is that something you're interested in or are you you're gonna go, are gonna pivot, Going somewhere
1: else? Uh, sides, let's see. I gotta have a vegetable in there somewhere, um, so you know something like green beans maybe is nice. Or um, let's see, what else would I do with that? Yeah, I might. I mean, I might do like a like a fried uh, fingerling potato, something like that. But uh, I'm gonna want something green in there, so if not, uh, green beans, maybe broccoli, something like that, something steamed, you know, just to uh-huh. kind of keep it from getting too heavy. Mushrooms in there, gotta have mushrooms on the steak too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me add mushrooms up here. I'm writing down your order, by the way. Um, <laughs> goodness. Uh, <laughs> there's no way I could keep all this. I tip life. good if you're grub
1: hubbing, just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you said green beans, you want them steamed. Are you adding like some garlic in there or something?
1: Yeah, some garlic be good uh, I would do like a light saute on those mm-hmm. with like some almond slivers, a little juice. bit of pepper in there maybe.
0: Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> never enough garlic for me. I swear um, yeah it's like I'm not allowed to season foods anymore in the house because whenever I get it to where I can taste it it's you know it's overload for everybody else so I break <laughs> I break them. All right so that's actually that's pretty pretty decent. I like that you said you had to throw a vegetable in there whereas this is your fantasy <laughs> and even in your fantasy you're forcing yourself to eat vegetables so i you know good on you i guess <laughs>
1: yeah, it's it's not just like so i feel better about myself it's also because i genuinely do like something to balance the steak you know it's if it's if it's too much too heavy you know it's nice to have something just to kind of offset it a little bit it makes the steak better if you've got something you know go along with it that's a little lighter I think. for sure
0: i am too like when i'm eating yeah. something like that that's you know kind of like big and hearty i like to a little of that, and then a little of something else. A little of that, a little something else. Yeah,
1: exactly. Palette
0: cleanser, yeah. I guess, a little bit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right,
0: time for dessert. Don't let me down. Mm. Br- bring it <laughs> see, all home.
1: Yeah. See, that one's easy for me. Uh, I have this one weird dessert thing that is straight out of the '80s, and it's like it's so dated and cliche that restaurants don't even serve it anymore. Like they would be too embarrassed to have it on their menus uh chocolate mousse huh. uh, it's it's simple and it used to be really popular uh it used to be like now it's creme brulee right like that's like the the default go-to dessert that every hip restaurant has uh and i like that too but in the 80s it was chocolate mousse that everybody had on the menu and uh i absolutely love it there's just something about it that pushes my buttons and uh, i recently learned that in fact that you can buy chocolate mousse mix so i ordered a bunch of that on amazon <laughs> so i have a a lifetime supply of it in my pantry right now. But uh, yeah, that's my go-to. Every once in a while you still see it on a menu and I always get very excited when that happens. I
0: love chocolate mousse. The only problem for me is that it feels like it goes too fast. Like it, it's generally so light, you know, that it's just, mm-hmm. it's there and then it's gone. And I just, I yeah. feel disappointed. But I guess that's the point, right? So that it's not <laughs> super heavy and stodgy.
1: Yeah, I like, uh, I don't have much of a sweet tooth so I don't like really heavy desserts. like. You see a lot of like chocolate lava cake or whatever (laughs) on dessert menus and I cannot, like two spoonfuls of that and I'm done. Like, I can't do it. Uh, So I like a light dessert. Awesome. Well,
0: you say, you know, it's so funny that you said creme brulee that, I feel embarrassed now because that was gonna be one of my picks, but it's like you never, like where I'm from down here, you never see that anywhere. So it's Uh, like a specialty-ish sort of thing here. But I guess, in la everybody's got their pinkies up when they eat right so it's yeah maybe a it's a,
1: yeah maybe it's a west coast thing that's interesting i don't like know a regional thing
0: <laughs> all right yeah, huh? well let me uh let me read your menu back see if you're happy with this okay we're gonna all have right. nisku uh Nisky, whiskey neat right to drink yes uh, you're not gonna have any water apparently you're just you're just no nah.
1: <laughs> water's for quitters
0: <laughs> you're not an amateur you know what you're doing <laughs> yeah. here uh starter's gonna be tapas right So. Right. Really good uh, mix of various things. Uh, Then we're gonna go for a bruschetta to uh, meal it off. I guess we're gonna do. It was a toss up, so we're gonna go both. You're gonna do a good steak. Are you? Somebody else is gonna cook it with your patented method, and you're going to put onions, onions and mushrooms on top of that. Is what you said, or just mushrooms? Yeah,
1: onions. Yeah, actually, onions. Yeah.
0: Are you steak sauce kind of person, or is? I'm...
1: Depends if the restaurant has a good one or if they're known for it. Yeah, All right. I'll try I'll have a little bit. Of... Usually,
0: I think if it's a good steak, it can stand on its own, right? So,
1: Yeah, it should. Yeah.
0: Mm, for sure. All right. And then we're going <laughs> to go for the um, West Hollywood beef stroganoff. Yes. All right. Uh, and then we're going green beans. You're going to steam them. Then we're going to like um, sear them with some garlic and almond slivers. I've never yeah. had almond slivers on... Vegetables, I don't think, but I've had them in a salad, so it sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. I think I'm on board. It's
1: good with green beans. There's, yeah, it's a good combination. And then we're
0: wrapping it all up with a chocolate mousse. How big of a chocolate mousse?
1: Yeah, uh, good size, um, like a cup, something like, like cereal
0: that. cereal bowl. Is that what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, salad bowl, whatever's <laughs> handy. You know, it's just...
0: awesome. not fussy. Well, that actually sounds like a terrific meal. And thank you so much for joining me in the restaurant today.
1: It's about three days worth of food, I think.
0: <laughs> All right, excellent. Thank you so much for that. I um, really appreciate it. I have fun doing that, actually. So that's it's <laughs> more for me than anyone I just have a blast. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this is the strangest fantasy restaurant i've had and i am assuming it's going to be the strangest i'm likely to ever to have Uh, michael is a man who knows what he wants and uh he's determined to get it for sure (laughs) i hope you fill up on this delicious meal if you can call it that all right are you ready are you ready to uh go to the fantasy restaurant this early in the morning
2: Um, yeah, I'll be extra grumpy if they don't have very simple
0: carbohydrates. (laughs) All right, so the full premise of the fantasy restaurant is it can be any meal you've ever eaten any fantasy meal. It doesn't even have to exist. It can be something you remember from your childhood. So uh, no holds barred here. So starting out, I am just going to ask you, what do you want to drink? What are the choices?
2: Oh, what do I want to drink? Usually water? Usually usually when I'm out? Um, The tea in American restaurants has been nothing but disappointing, but normally when I'm out, I uh, treat myself to a, um, I mean, not to denigrate, I'm sure there's fancy tea places in America, but not on this small island and not in the few places I've been. But usually when I'm out, I treat myself to having a Coke because I try not to, when I was a young man, I would guzzle Cokes all the time just without, without thinking. But now it's generally just a special treat, like when you're out at a restaurant, because it's very hard to mess up a Coke. It has a has a like a you know a formula and all that stuff. So I mean, they do. Are we talking about full something.
0: sugar Coke? Or are you going uh, you going Diet Coke? What are you What are you talking about?
2: Oh, full sugar Coke. Oh, all the uh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. The Diet Coke. My I never got used to it. It tastes weird to me. So full sugar Coke is my. Oh, I'm treating myself cuz i'm out at a restaurant type drink. Have you ever had
0: a uh, a Mexican coke?
2: Yes. Um they they're pretty good, but my palate is hugely unsophisticated. <laughs> like i don't i don't. like i said i'm not super into food, so the Mexican coke tastes a bit better to me, but it doesn't taste twice the price better to <laughs> me. You know what i'm saying? Like so you yeah, know,
0: I don't have a very uh, delicate palate, so i honestly can't really taste the difference. My kids, obviously, they, they know the difference and they, they can appreciate its value, but that's, uh, that's somewhat lost. Awesome. them. So a Coke, man, a Coke is a good option. So we've got a yeah. Coke. Now we're going to talk about uh, starters or appetizers, whatever you want to call it. Are you an appetizer guy?
2: <laughs> nope. Like usually it's just like, I'm I'm here to get fries, whatever you guys do. because fr- Fries are the thing that's hard to make at home. It's messy. It's a long process. So I often tell my wife, we can go to whatever fancy restaurant you want as long as they have fries, right? And then it's not like I'm not a connoisseur. Once the fries are out, I can judge the fries, but it's <laughs> generally always fries. Maybe if I'm feeling fancy cheese fries oh. or if I'm feeling extremely fancy truffle fries, Oh yeah, you know? But um, yeah, and then like, so there's one guy on the island here who can make really good fries. And usually I like going to wherever he's working because he changes seasonally where he's... And I should know his name to give him a shout-out, but I keep getting told it, but I forget. But he does the skinny fries, and then he like puts like sage on them. So it's like, oh, these are fancy gourmet fries. And then, and then you get all the way down to the bottom. I do remember the name of the place that has the worst fries on the <laughs> island. I, I, won't, I won't shit on them on your podcast, but like... <laughs> Oh yeah, is this a swearing yeah, podcast? Absolutely. This, is, this can, is everything. And um yeah, and uh but yeah, they, they clearly just have fries somewhere and they microwave them in the box and it's awful. Trash. They're like soggy, limp, lame. <laughs> like the and it's like and the worst part is if I wanted soggy limp, limb fries, I could do that at right. home. Like I didn't so it's like add an insult to injury that I paid for these things. I paid someone <laughs> to do a job more garbage than the job I would do myself. I would just say,
0: if I'm going to go to a restaurant, yeah. I want to eat something that I can't make at home. So, like, I don't <laughs> want to go somewhere and eat a sandwich. You know what I mean? It's like I can I can do that every day yeah. of the week. That's not a big deal.
2: Oh, I, I might. The only time I, I think I would eat a sandwich or some something like that is if, like, I'm traveling, mm-hmm. and it's like, I need real food. I can't just eat garbage for this, you know, 24 hour plane trip all the way to Australia. So, well, and I, and I might be lowered to buying, um, you know, things like fishing around. I'm a vegetarian as well. So that makes getting the sandwiches. Yeah. Because I find like when you're getting sandwiches in, like, a, you know, something like a corner store, and you're looking at them, the vegetarian one they'll often make try to make fancy. And that's no good to me. They're like, oh, here's the vegetarian option. It's a bunch of soggy vegetables in between two pieces of bread and calling it something fancy. And it's like, oh my god, it's just like you know, you can't. There's no such thing as buying a peanut butter sandwich in a store. That's not a thing, you know. But like, yeah, and so, and and it's just weird to ask someone to make it. You, you know. So you wind up eating some weird vegetable sandwich that you don't like because you, you you can feel your stomach complaining that you've been given it nothing but fries on the course of this, you know, long trip you're on or whatever. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so <laughs>
0: vegetarian so are you gonna go for uh, maybe like a bread? Like uh it could be like a roll, it could be a pompadam. I don't know. So it's a little bit uh different. You can spice it up.
2: Usually not, no. I just get the fries. I mean, yeah, they um Oh, watching macarrons. If we're in certain places, I'll get a thing of queso on the side to dip my fries in. Huh. I'm just like, oh, this is this is me branching out and have an exotic <laughs> I'm having exotic fries. Imagine queso. You know, that's uh, but that's about. I mean, I'm not a food guy. I'm apologize. No, no, the direction,
0: the direction I love it. I love it. it. <laughs> fries, skinny fries. I, when it comes to fries, I like two kind. I like the big. Well, you know what? I like a lot of them. I lied about that. I like big, thick steak fries sometimes. Sometimes I like crinkle cut. You know, sometimes those really just hit the spot. Sometimes I like the uh, the paper thin. Are you a McDonald's guy? Do you like just the good old McDonald's french fry?
2: I haven't had a McDonald's fry in years. There's, I mean, the island here is very particular, so that they're very like, no franchise things ever. And so there's only, there's a secret Starbucks that has to pretend it's not a Starbucks to be here. <laughs> and there's a Dairy Queen, but that's about it for chain places. And it, here's the thing, living on this fancy uh, foodie island that I'm trapped on, I think it has ruined me a little bit because McDonald's fries used to be the epitome, like the the top yep, level fries you can get. Sure. But now living on this island, I find my my brain has been like, Oh, I think I prefer the skinny ones that the dude handed me because the, the, this guy whose name I can't remember his fries are like the gourmet version of the McDonald's fries. And I'm like, oh wow, I've been ruined. It's like you know, and there's all sorts of trash I could eat back in the day. Like I could like wolf down like Twinkies or whatever. But my wife feeding me real food, forcing me to eat real food on this island. It's like I can no longer down twelve Twinkies without feeling ill the way I used to. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You're uh,
0: you're. I I find as I age too, I my body is <laughs> less and less tolerant to trash. It's like I.
2: Yeah. Can't so anything. there's probably probably both of those things happening simultaneously. It's like someone's feeding me real food as my body ages and it turns to dust. I know. You know.
0: I mean, how are we gonna live forever if we're not eating all those preservatives and stuff?
2: That's what I say, is like she's training the kids to like all of this like natural stuff. Like um my my smallest kid just eats endless fruit. Like if there's like a like blueberries lying around, he'll just eat them all. Where it's like to me, who's been raised on so trash, a blueberry tastes bitter or sour or whatever. It's like, this isn't sweet. <laughs> this is like cringy, but he'll eat them. And that's great. Except for when the apocalypse comes and my poor kids roaming the post apocalyptic wasteland, like they'll turn their nose up at the tin, the battered tin of franken beans they dig up, you know? <laughs> like they won't be able to. I don't know what all the gourmet foodie people will do in the post apocalyptic wasteland. Like, if they're not able to eat trash the way normal people are. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you guys do, uh, is uh, Halloween big on the island?
2: You... Huge, or, or rather it normally is. Okay. Like, I, actually, I should rephrase that. It's huge compared to Ireland where I came from. So uh, where, in Ireland, my childhood, our, Halloween was always very small and, like, not, not not that interesting. And But we'd all been raised on watching you know, films that had an awesome American Halloween in the background, oh, like yeah, E.T. Yeah. And I think now there's a whole generation of people in Ireland who are emulating the American Halloween. But when I moved here 10 years ago, um there's a street, one street in Vineyard Haven, which is uh, one of the three towns on the island and called William Street. And they deck it all out with Halloween. And it looks like some American film where there's like a, you know, it it looks like the type of exaggerated Halloween that I'm used to from films. And I'm like, Oh, my God, this is great. So I always go (laughs) a bit nuts. on Halloween. Like, I I think I spend like, I think I put more prep work into the Halloween costumes and my the kids Halloween costumes. Like I certainly do way more work for that than I ever do for Christmas. Like, you know, it's like my wife can do all the baking and the Christmas stuff. I'm going to spend a week making a accurate He-Man costume <laughs> that will upset every plastic hairs. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, um, so do your kids get to splurge on Halloween? Do they get to eat all that candy?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Like, that's the one night of the Yeah, we don't. You can't be telling people not to eat candy on Halloween <laughs> night. So and, and I join in and they know that I am also have a trash tooth. So they you know, the usual thing, they try to hide their stuff from me, and <laughs> they never hide it properly,
0: you know? I call it the dad tax. Anytime I need to
2: eat something of theirs, so let me let
0: me tax that really quick, I'll take a bite off the top.
2: Yeah, the only problem with that, though, is taxes are supposed to be, like, reasonable and predictable, and the way I do it is neither, so, like, <laughs> feels unfair telling them it's a tax. So it's just like, hide your candy, good kids, or I'll eat it, <laughs> I tell them.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. All right, so I know. Are you okay, at some point we're going to get to the dessert. So it sounds like you're not going for a cheese plate, which I love. It uh, it always sort of uh, burns me up when I hear people not want to eat sweets for uh, for dessert. <laughs> All right, so what are you what are you getting for? Are you doing a on your main? Well, what? What's your main look what, like?
2: I thought I already said I was eating fries. That's your, that's your appetizer, man. What's your What's your main? Well, I I literally just eat fries when I go out. Like I <laughs> like you guys can get whatever you want. I, I'm just going to go get fries. And people will sometimes try to feed me other things. I was like, oh no, you don't understand. I had I remember I had a very awkward dinner with like there was a Discovery Channel guy and he was trying to butter me up because I was being cantankerous about some of the things to do with the TV show. And and so he ordered me fries, but then it was I ate my fries and then he was like, What else do you want? And I said, Nothing. And then so I had to awkwardly watch I just had to watch this masticator masticating using his hard mouth parts to ingest, <laughs> this feud, setting this future poo on its first step along its hideous path in silence. As you could tell he found it awkward, too, just having me sitting there watching him eat on a dinner that was supposed to be him buttering me up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just ominously staring. My wife, uh, I've noticed in the past, and I eventually asked her about it, if uh, I'm not eating, she won't eat she like refuses to just sit there and eat with somebody staring at her so i have yeah. i have no such aversion if i'm hungry and you want to stare at me that's fine i'm gonna eat you know
2: yeah i think i'm like that too but my wife is very into like uh food this is terrible but she's very into food as like a social thing oh, yeah and it's yeah and so that's she also finds the uh, not eating not the staring at her while not eating thing. We, we sort of I get the fries when her whatever comes out, you know, like it's it's fine. It works out. But like, she gets upset by like she bought me these uh ration bars that were these hideous ration bars for Christmas because she knows I don't like eating, you know, so she bought me these ration bars as a joke present and then she got upset when I ate them like there was some day I was in a rush. <laughs> And I was like, oh, man, I was in a, sorry, I was in a rush. I ate one of the ration bars earlier, so I probably won't eat dinner. Also, I have to go now, and I think that upset her. So I'm not allowed to eat the joke present she got me because it upsets her.
0: <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridic- All right, so I'm assuming you're not going to have any other side dishes
2: or anything else. Are we, just, are we skipping straight to dessert? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, and even for dessert, man, I normally don't, like, get it in the restaurant because it'll be, like... You know, like if the kids want to get like some ice creamy thing, right, I'll obviously go, okay, go on, then I'll get some sort of thing. And then I'll like something that's similar to what the kids are getting or whatever. But if I'm with my wife, we normally don't get actually, that's not true. Sometimes she'll want a fancy dessert. If my if my kids or wife get a fancy dessert. But for me, because I like trash, as I said before, mm. I'm happy with just stopping at the, the Cumberland farms on the way home and getting something hideous for cheap there, you know, and it's like, it's like oh, we'll, we'll get a get a Twinkie on the way home, or whatever. And I, I Twinkies are garbage. obviously, yes. But I kind of get an extra in the way that food is not just about food. It, there's a whole like, social web of things around us. Um, the fact that uh, my wife gets upset when I eat a Twinkie, she finds the whole thing revolting <laughs> that adds certain for Sean of enjoyment. That like, that like makes the Twinkie taste better is the fact that lots of people in my life think these things are, I mean, and they're correct. They're little, little tubes of toxic poison. But like the fact that they're gross is, uh, you know, increases the enjoyment, my enjoyment of eating them.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, this is your fantasy restaurant. You can have anything. I mean, you could be sitting there eating a whole box of Twinkies if you want, well
2: if it's a fantasy restaurant um yes i think just for the uh the upset factor (laughs) of getting twinkies in a restaurant i would ask them did they have any twinkies and then get get some twinkies and then that would be they might even imagine if the poor bastards imagine if they tried to make some sort of like gourmet arrangement of twinkies on a plate like it's like six twinkies in a circle with a squirt of cream and a. Thing or Before something try and make did I try... their
0: own uh, homemade version of a Twinkie as opposed to just giving... oh
2: no <laughs> I hadn't even thought of uh, that that would be nightmarish it would be awful if they tried to make yeah no my, my poor wife she tried to make a uh, gourmet mac and cheese for me and the kids one time and the kids you know it's, it's me I've been I have no taste for it so the gourmet mac and cheese I was like why are the mac and cheese all sour and it's because she'd used you know fancy ass cheese and she found a recipe for gourmet mac and cheese, and my kids also turned their nose up at it. So, my poor, I mean, I feel really sorry for her. We want the trash, get out the craft mac and cheese, <laughs> you know? And um, I don't know. And I often annoy her by saying that, like, the trash I like, the kids naturally also like generally. Like, if you give kids trash, they'll eat it. And then, mm. and not only eat it, but enjoy it. So, my, um, you know, they, they, I, I, I like to refer to my palate just pure jokingly. I don't believe any of this as like pure and unsullied like there's no cultural expectations bolted on to my palate. My palate is as pure as a five year old child's totally unsullied by any like sort of cultural expectations. So all those other tastes that you guys like the like the super, super spicy stuff are oh, yeah. like are like weird stuff. It, 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 if because you have to train, because it would be impossible for a five-year-old child to enjoy that. That shows that it's entirely cultural, entirely like an ex- like a mimetic idea that the food that's hurting you is good, you know. <laughs> and um, so that's what that's my defence of my trash palette is that it's like more natural. My trash palette is actually more natural than the people who like having. They're organic avocado avocado toast or whatever although i've learned i've learned to make peace with avocados lately. if you get past the fact that they're slimy they are pretty fatty which is good
0: there's uh I mean, there's a lot to unpack in that sentence
2: <laughs> in that phrase yes um,
0: yeah yeah i i get what you mean about like the um the palate of a child and you have to be trained into that so you know what i was reading is that spicy foods um you know if they're spicy enough they kick in the same reaction in your body as if you like burn your skin so it'll release like chemicals that may you know like release dopamine and things like that to kind of soothe and calm you so you're kind of uh you're kind of juicing yourself up with that spicy stuff
2: and that that would if you were trying to explain that to a five-year-old child you were forcing (laughs) to eat a ghost (laughs) yeah that'd be that'd be weird man
0: well even then (laughs) Uh, I'm tricking my body into thinking I'm harming it that doesn't I mean it doesn't seem like exactly <laughs> a healthy act to, to be explaining to a kid that does make sense. Uh, <laughs> avocados I'm kind of I've got this weird palate where there's some foods like uh, like bell peppers and tomatoes. that stuff tastes bitter to me. It doesn't matter what I do if you cook it enough, it kind of comes out of it but it's just it's bitter And like cilantro you ever eat cilantro oh, I'm one of I people
2: it tastes like soap it's awful. Uh, I often torture my wife as well by telling her that, like, I thought I liked food. OK, but it wasn't until I was with you that I've learned that I, I actually hate most foods. Thank you. For that. And yes, yeah, cilantro is the worst man. I didn't even know what cilantro was. And then my wife's trying to get me to eat fancy stuff. And I'm every so often it took me a while to figure out. I was like, why does this food particularly suck? You know, <laughs> And then yeah, are you also thinking
0: yourself? How do I word it? Or did you just say this particularly sucks? Is that the way? No, no, I
2: I like to be honest with people. I don't like to lie too much. That that's one of the things I like about my wife is my wife often as well finds in her uh, interactions that you know, that she's people find her too blunt. But that's fine for me because I like I also like clear communication. Yeah, I don't like imagine two people who were doing something they didn't like because they both thought the other person enjoyed it. Things like that never happened with me and my wife. You know? Like if, if there's something and neither of us, um, neither of us like it, we'll just tell each other, or even if one of us likes this, the other person like, I can't get my wife to watch movies, for instance. Huh. She just doesn't she loves books, she loves podcasts, she cannot sit for a movie, and she'll tell everybody she can't sit for a movie and that she doesn't like movies. That's a weird thing to me because I love movies. Telling people that you just blanket don't like movies is like telling me you blanket don't like books. It makes no sense, you know. And uh, she's comfortable telling people that in the same way I'm comfortable telling people I don't like all food.
0: <laughs> you know, I hear you, I hear you. You know, you're talking about movies. Yeah. Uh, I was just having this conversation. So I just got my kids uh, like three days ago. What was it? Saturday? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, a couple of days ago, I got him to watch the Shawshank Redemption for the first time, and uh, Ah. it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And my oldest, my 15 year old, which obviously he's uh, he knows everything at this point, right? He is the master of all creation. Yes. uh, He said, "You know what? It it actually was pretty good. It surprised me. I guess that's great. He he was assuming my taste in movies was terrible, but I also really love audiobooks like i'm a big audiobook fan and i was thinking about why do i love that movie so much it's because it kind of combines all those loves together because you've got morgan freeman narrating that movie who does such an amazing job and so i think it's it's marrying those and then i was thinking another movie i really like is um stand by me i don't know if you remember that one or
2: not i don't think i've ever seen the full length of stand by me because that was one of the ones that used to be on the tv a lot when i was a kid or not even a kid, but like, you know, grow, grown up or whatever. And so it's like, oh, it's already started. And so I've missed the setup. Or, oh, I I get to see a bit in the middle. I don't think I've ever managed to see the full length of it, which is, you know, TV's fault.
0: Well, I was thinking, uh, another thing that I like about that so much is there's a narrator. You got Richard Dreyfus narrating the movie. So I was thinking mm-hmm. maybe, maybe that's <laughs> all of my favorite movies just have narrators along with it. So maybe your wife's kind of like me. Maybe uh, maybe she needs a little bit of narration along with her movies.
2: Yeah, I'll get something with lots of narration. Of, like, uh, what's a good movie that has narration? Doom, the original 84, Doom. I hear that's a great movie. I'll get her to watch that <laughs> one. <laughs> I remember the book was amazing. I don't remember the movie being that amazing. I, I liked it because it was one of those things I dysfunctionally liked. I, liked, I was like, oh, this is a... This is the thing: is I enjoyed the original Dune movie, the whatever year it was, eighty something. It's kind of like, oh, look at this funny, trashy sci-fi movie. Because you know, I like I like bad movies as well. And uh, but apparently, because it has such a rabid fan base, that's why it got dumped on so hard. If it had just been by itself, this random trashy movie, you would have got, oh, that was kind of weird and different and interesting. But because it had the movie, I think people saw the book, people savaged it. Because it did such a bad job of yeah. translating the book, yeah, you know. Fair enough.
0: That's, yeah, uh, I think yeah. I mean, that's with a lot of a lot of you know, like video game movies and stuff like that. They never, they never quite translate over as well. Things like that.
2: Yeah. Right. Well, at least Dune had a story. A lot of times with video games, the problem is the selling point was the fact that you're playing it. It's yeah. like you know, and that that's it's hard to replicate when you're watching a movie unless it's something that has like you know, was 100% plot. Okay, are we doing with the exercise? Do you want to move on to your?
0: Yeah, well, let me let me read your uh, let me read your uh, menu back to you or your order. Uh, so we're gonna start okay. with a coke, uh, a big coke. Yeah. Are you are you uh, lots of ice? No ice. Where are we at on that?
2: I do I don't really like the ice. It is true, but obviously I want it cold. So okay. cold, but no ice.
0: Ice cold, no ice. And then for uh, pretty much every meal, we're going skinny fries with <laughs> sage and possibly yes. some queso we'll put some queso on the side for you uh, <laughs> and then for dessert we're gonna have a dozen twinkies all lined up in front of you and we're gonna get as many people who find twinkies as disgusting uh to be there so that you can extra enjoy uh, their discomfort while you eat said twinkies sound fair
2: yes excellent and i don't even it'll be great because i don't even know could i eat a dozen twinkies nowadays in my in my frail old age <laughs> you know so I'll just be eating them getting sweatier. I find if I have too much trash these days, I tend to get a sheen, you know, it's like show the sugar sweats,
0: you know? Yeah, I think as uh, as everybody's disgust mounts, I think you'll just be emboldened and you'll just, get, yeah, I think you could.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I would like if I ate them to the point where I got sick, because that would just increase the disenjoyment of everyone around. <laughs> Excellent. <clears throat> well, thank you for joining
0: me in the restaurant.